the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the Daily Show Prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Watching the ships rolling. All right, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. I'm your guest host, Carl Jackson, sitting in for Dennis Prager. The number call in 1 8 Prager 776. That is 1 8 Prager 776. Sitting in studio with me. Lou's got my back right here at AM 950. The answer 94.9 FM. Go to theanswerorlando.com. You can see all of our great programming uh, here. I would certainly appreciate that. Sean McConnell is in my ear. Uh, Alan Estrin, thank you so much for inviting me back. I want to thank, obviously, uh, uh, Dennis Prager and Sue. Uh, for trusting me behind this microphone. Uh, it really means a lot to me. I certainly appreciate that. Uh, Mr. McConnell, who do we have on the lines? All right, Suzette is on the lines. I thought I heard Tony earlier as well. Uh, but anyway, Suzette, so glad to have you uh, with us. The number to call in, 1-8-Prager-776, 1-8-Prager-776. I have so much that I want to get to that is absolutely unbelievable. And I've got to mute my phone, apparently, and my laptop here. Uh, but uh, listen, I, I wasn't exactly sure how I was going to come at this show, to be uh, to be frank with those of you that are in the listening audience. I'm, I'm watching my country, and every day I'm looking at my country, and I'm, I'm watching what's happening. I'm looking at our leadership. I'm looking at what's happening with the Israel-Iran-slash-Hamas uh, war. And, 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 and I'm just—it's it, weird. I, I go home— uh, even though I'm on this microphone, I go home sometimes and I read these headlines and I'm in uh, I'm in disbelief of where we are. You know, I, I recently or I've been hearing more and more people, uh, including the White House, call for a ceasefire uh, in Israel. I, I pray to God that uh, Israel, even if it means foregoing any aid from the U.S., uh, I pray that they would absolutely annihilate Hamas. Um, and uh, and I pray that they would ignore Biden and the White House. Obviously, Biden and the and the vice president and the Democrat Party are catering to portions of their base, which sadly are they have partly a, a, a Hamas constituency, a pro Hamas constituency. I think I want to talk to you about this. I think I want to start here. Frankly, I I, I wasn't even sure. I got stuff scattered all. All, all around me. But guys, I, I think we are leading up to another 2020 uh, type summer, another 2020 type summer of violence, if if you will. Uh, but I do want to make mention of this before before the Democrat Party calls for a ceasefire uh, in, in Gaza. Let me let, let me call for a ceasefire. Can I can I do that? I want to call for a ceasefire in St. Louis, Missouri. 
This was the first city with the highest murder rate in St. Louis. Um, there were 194 murders. By the way, this is uh, as of January of this year. So the numbers have gone up. So I want to call for a ceasefire in the Democrat-run city of St. Louis. Uh, again, 194 murders uh, in 2021. That was with an average of 64 homicides per 100,000 inhabitants. There has been a decrease in the city's population since 1993, which, oddly enough, has resulted in a greater murder rate, despite the fact that they have a dipping population. I would also like to call for a ceasefire in the Democrat-run Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, That is the second city with the highest murder rate. That is Baltimore, Maryland. Again, uh, there were 348 murders uh, in the city with an average of 58.63 deaths per 100,000 inhabitants. The majority of murders in Baltimore are centered in a few high-density areas. This, according to uh, the Baltimore Sun research, gun deaths are concentrated in a quarter of the city's communities. I bet you don't have to guess who runs those cities. I'd also like to call for a ceasefire in San Juan, Puerto Rico. That is the third city with the highest murder rate. Right under Baltimore, there were 172 murders in the city of San Juan with an average of 54.03 deaths per 100,000 inhabitants. So since Puerto Rico became a colony of the United States going back to 1898, the island has been plagued with crime. The island has been plagued by violent criminal activity for a long time as well. The island has been plagued by illegal activity for a long time uh, too. By the way, this is USA by number. Numbers.com. Uh, also, also, I'd like to call for a ceasefire in Detroit, Michigan. Detroit, Michigan has been the fourth city with the highest murder rate. Now, all of these cities, with the exception of one that I'll touch on, but all of these cities are run by Democrats. So I want to call for a ceasefire there. It seems to me, it seems to me that the Democrat Party are fixated on making sure that no innocent civilians uh, die, despite the fact that Hamas, that runs Gaza, uh, despite the fact that they killed uh, more than 1,400 Israelis, including uh, including American citizens that happen to be there. We don't even know uh, the name of the hostages that have been taken, uh, frankly. So, uh, uh, so since they're so fixated on calling for a ceasefire in Hamas, I thought just maybe, maybe that they didn't understand that the cities that they run are under fire every freaking day. And perhaps since they run them, perhaps they could do something about it. That, that, that's that, that's kind of what I'm thinking here. So Detroit has been the fourth city with the highest murder rate in the United States and 34th in the world with a murder rate of 40.74 per 100,000 inhabitants. There has been an increase in violent attacks in Detroit. Although thefts and other crimes have decreased, the city's overall crime has reduced significantly since the 1980s, yet the results are still pretty horrible. And what about a ceasefire in Milwaukee, Wisconsin? All right. So on the western side of Lake Michigan, the American state of Wisconsin contains the metropolis uh, metropolis of Milwaukee. All right. Uh, It is well known for its viewers. Uh, uh, several of which provide tours uh, that detail its contribution to the brewing industry. The Harley Davidson Museum is there, so that'd be a nice thing to see. Uh, that overlooks the what the the, the Minnow River uh, features vintage motorbikes on exhibit. 
such as one that was owned by Elvis Presley. I love to see that. Uh, the Milwaukee Public Museum is close by and features an expansive European village as well as a replica of early Milwaukee. But the murder rate there is 42 and a half of uh, 100,000 inhabitants. So you got to make sure that you don't get a cat popped in you uh, while you're on your way to the museum. How about a ceasefire in New Orleans? How about a ceasefire there? New Orleans, Louisiana. That has a murder rate of 40.6 per 100,000 inhabitants. I'm sure the Democrats are all over that. Guys, this is a party of chaos. This is a party, the Democrat Party. It is a party of murder. It is a pro-Hamas party. We have a few minutes before we go to the break, but I'm going to return. I want to play this. I, I, I want you to get ready. I want you to get ready because this is going to be like uh, nails on the chalkboard. Uh, but I want you to hear this this clip of our vice president telling us uh, that uh, we need to basically squash Islamophobia. And I'm sitting here scratching my bald head uh, thinking like, what the hell? I mean, excuse my language. Uh, did we not just see Israel attacked? Have we not seen uh, students on college campuses, Jewish students being attacked, having to lock themselves up in libraries. And I'm thinking, uh, you know, wh- where the heck is the Islamophobia? Do we not see uh, Ilhan Omar? Do we not see Rashida Tlaib outwardly, outwardly showing their, 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 their contempt, in my opinion, for the Jewish people? But somewhere, somewhere, I don't, I don't know where, it's it, 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 it's kind of like systemic racism. I don't know where the hell it exists. But apparently, Islamophobia is alive and well, despite the fact that the only people that I've been seeing attacked for the last several weeks happen to be Jewish. I know one incident, one incident that happened right here in Florida, and it was absolutely disgusting and despicable. And just like everyone else, I would condemn it. And that is a uh, some nut that had residents that happened to be renting his his place. And he ends up stabbing a six year old child. Evil, despicable, evil, despicable. That's one example. That's one example. We know of at least 1400 examples that we got to if you had the stomach to do it. I couldn't even do it. These people, these jihadists. These Hamas terrorists live stream some of this stuff like they were in a freaking video game, like they were in a video game. And we see people outwardly, outwardly expressing their anti-Semitism. These institutions that 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 cultivate Democrat voters, that cultivate Democrat leaders are highly anti-Semitic, frankly. If the Republican Party had a vision, if the Republican Party had a vision, they would say right now, you know what we're doing? All federal student aid to these college campuses are going bye bye. Done. Finito. If the Republican Party only had a vision. Carl Jackson in for Dennis Prager. We'll be back in a few.
Gold dealers are a dime a dozen. They're everywhere. What sets these companies apart, and whom can you really trust? This is Dennis Prager for AmFed Coin and Bullion. My choice for buying precious metals. When you buy precious metals, it's imperative that you buy from a trustworthy and transparent dealer that protects your best interests. So many companies use gimmicks to take advantage of inexperienced gold and silver buyers. Be cautious of brokers offering free gold and silver, or brokers that want to sell you overpriced collectible coins, claiming they appreciate more than gold and silver. What about hidden commissions and huge markups? Nick Grovich and his team at AmFed always have your back. I trust this man. That's why I mentioned him by name. Nick's been in this industry over 42 years, and he's proud of providing transparency and fair pricing to build trusted relationships. If you're interested in buying or selling, call Nick Grovich and his team at AmFed Coin and Bullion, 800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com. AmericanFederal.com. All right, welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. I'm your guest host, Carl Jackson, sitting in for Dennis Prager today. The number to call in to the program, 1-8-Prager-776. Again, that number, 1-8-Prager-776. Or you can uh, give us a call at 877-243-7776. I want to remind you guys to check out Dennis's website, DennisPrager.com. Uh, you can check out everything that is related to uh, Dennis Prager. Also, you can go to PragerTopia.com. You can subscribe there, uh, and you will get the show's podcast without interruption. Also, uh, I believe you get Alan Estrin's Alan Alan Estrin's uh, research. Uh, also, uh, PragerU.com five minute videos that are changing the world. Guys, I get those sent right to my phone. They pop up. You can watch them. I don't know, just while you're driving, while you're walking. Uh, So make sure you do that. Those videos are changing the world. They are very impactful. They are very powerful. Even many of the... Uh, many of the talent that you see with PragerU, many of them just dove into some of these PragerU videos. Uh, Amala Epinobi, who's now no longer with uh, uh, with PragerU, but uh, but still was a big star for PragerU. I mean, she just dove into these things, and they radically changed her thinking. So PragerU.com, PragerTopia.com, Dennis Prager. Dot com. All right. So make sure you check those things out. So uh, we were just focusing on and, and we'll get to this audio shortly here. But I do want to go back to some of these uh, these areas that Democrats run where I think we should call for a ceasefire. I, I mean, uh, their their cities, the cities that they run have the highest murder rates uh, in the United States. And it's absolutely amazing to me that they seem to ignore these. And I'm going to get back into this uh, this uh, this mass murderer in Maine and what the left is trying to do with that, because you you have Kamala Harris that came out earlier and basically said, listen, we need to adopt these gun confiscation programs or these buyback programs, which is essentially gun confiscation uh, like they had in Australia. There's all types of reasons uh, why that is crazy and senseless, not to mention uh, that we have a Bill of Rights and we have a Second Amendment. Uh, but beyond that, the numbers don't work. She's completely lying about it. And actually, there was a great article at The Federalist where we would end up more like Mexico. If you've ever wondered, well, how is it? How is it that Mexico is so cray-cray? How is it that Mexico has these 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 drug cartels that just seem to pop up and run the government? Guys. It can all be linked back to Mexico doing the same thing that the left is trying to do to the United States today. Little gun grab here, little gun grab there, restrictions here, restrictions there. Oh, and guess what? Guess who ends up with the firearms? (laughs) 
the criminals, the criminals. But speaking of criminals, and I think it's criminal not to call for a ceasefire in these blue cities run by Democrats, Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland is the seventh uh, city with the highest murder rate in the U.S., 33.7 out of 100,000 inhabitants. So you have economic distress, social alienation, an upsurge in drug usage there and family violence, as well as an influx in weapons on the streets uh, during the epidemic, all contributed to the city's high violent crime rate. You have Atlanta, Georgia infamously trying to persecute our former president, Donald Trump. The capital of the American state of Georgia is Atlanta. It was crucial to the Civil War and the Civil Rights era in the mid-1950s. Uh, the MLK Jr. and National Historic Site is devoted to the life and occasions of the African-American hero. While uh, the Atlanta Historical Museum details the city's rich history, Atlanta has a murder rate of 32 out of 130 thousand inhabitants and then you have las vegas nevada that has a murder rate of 31.4 of 100,000 inhabitants frankly i'm surprised it's not more uh but that is uh that is that the pandemic crime control changes and economic hardship are to blame for the fact at least according to this column that people aren't behaving as they normally would in the communities kansas city missouri i've been to that town i mean it's a great town it's a great town in kansas city there are uh, 1,654 violent crimes committed against every 100,000 residents on average. Murder rates in Kansas City are greater than in comparable cities of its proportion, which contributes to the city's high murder rate. And one of the things that the left does, they try to play this game. They'll, they'll, uh, because there is, uh, I'm getting ready to get to Indianapolis, Indiana. There are some cities, a few cities in the country where the murder rates are, uh, they're not extravagant, but they are, they're, they're, they're not low either. All right. Uh, so the left will say, wait a minute, there's red cities. There's red cities or red states that have these problems, too. It's not a blue city issue. This is a nationwide issue. This is why we have to ban guns. And they're lying like crazy. I'll tell you how I'll tell you how the game is played. Here's here, here's what they do. They'll find a red state. They'll find a red state, a blue city that's run by Democrats. Give you those numbers, exception being Indianapolis. They'll give you those numbers that said, see, see, the problems are everywhere. It's just like I live in Orlando, Florida, Florida, uh, thanks to Governor Ron DeSantis, has turned into a red state. Uh, but uh, Orlando is a little cray cray. I mean, it is extremely blue. It is straight up commie blue. Uh, so uh, things work differently in blue cities when they're run by Democrats. All right. Now. Memphis, Tennessee. Let's talk about Memphis. Memphis is the 11th city with the highest murder rate uh, in the U.S., 27.1 out of 100,000 inhabitants. So I am calling Democrats. I am calling for a ceasefire in Memphis, Tennessee. OK, Memphis has been recognized as one of the most deadly cities in the entire U.S. over the last 10 years. So at least they're consistent, I guess. Severe pro poverty and massive unemployment are seen to be important contributors to the city's rising violent crime. Now, you know what's uh, what's contributing to the 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 city's uh, rising crime? It, it's this idea that they should defund the police. That's why you have these 
these uh, police officers, these black police officers that nobody talks away any, talks about anymore, by the way, uh, that ended up killing Tyree Nichols. Uh, they're not well-trained. They're having to get people that aren't well-trained, aren't well-skilled, not highly educated into these positions as police officers. And these fools just coming up from the streets are just beating other criminals down. Sadly, that's what's happening. But that's a result of the depolicing that took place in places like Memphis, Ten- Tennessee, all of this defunding the police nonsense. This is absolutely insane. Then you get to a place like Indianapolis and Indiana, the capital uh, and almost most populated metropolitan of the U.S. state of Indiana. Indianapolis also serves as the county courthouse of Marion. The combined population of Indianapolis and Marion County in 2020 was 977,203. That's based on the U.S. Census, which also noted that it has a murder rate of 27.1 out of 100,000 inhabitants. And then you get to places like New York, New Jersey. Last but not least, New, uh, New York has, uh, has been the 13th uh, city with the highest murder rate of 25.6 out of 100,000. Uh, so if we're going to talk about a ceasefire uh, for the Democratic left, guys, How about we focus on a ceasefire right here in the United States in the cities that are primarily run by Democrats? The Democrats are killing this country. They're not only city by city when it comes to foreign policy, even when it comes to manufacturing. I hope to get into a story about this UAW strike uh, that's absolutely scary to me. The new big three are going to be Toyota, Honda and Nissan inside of the United States. I happen to own all three. I'm not going to lie. We'll be back. Carl Jackson in for Dennis Prager. Mike Lindell has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop at the pillow. Mike also created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. These sheets look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep, which is crucial for overall health. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's latest deal is the sale of the year for a limited time. You'll receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets, marking prices down as low as $29.98, depending on the size. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Podcasts Square, and use the promo code Prager. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, MyPillow kitchen towel sets, and so much more. Call 800-761-6302 or go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code Prager. All right, welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. I'm your guest host, Carl Jackson. Sitting in for Dennis Prager. Callers, I'll go to you soon. The number to call in, 1-8-Prager-776, 1-8-Prager-776, or 1-877-243-7776 is the number to call in uh, to the program. Again, check out DennisPrager.com, the website, PragerTopia.com for the show's podcast, Uninterrupted, and also PragerU.com, five-minute videos that are changing the world. Uh, and especially, guys, if you have high school age kids, you have college age kids, I challenge you to challenge them to watch this. And frankly, I would go, I would go even younger. Uh, you know, as a matter of fact, I can tell you, it's so funny. Last night I was having a, a conversation with with my daughter, just texting back and forth. And and guys, I I, I mean, I didn't, I, I I grew up in in a home where I knew uh, that my parents loved me. 
uh, but but didn't say it. At least my, my mom did. My dad didn't. My mom uh, died when I was 11 years old, and my dad was pretty rough, you know, around the edges. I love him. I love him to death. Um, but he was, you know, he 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 was pretty rough around the edges. So uh, and he didn't really let you in. So I really didn't know how to uh, necessarily parent or. Or, or, or uh, you know, the way that I wanted to. I wanted to be a good dad, but it was really hard for me because we grew up uh, as in my family, just not very, especially once my mom died, uh, just not very emotional. Uh, we weren't very, you know, lovey-dovey, all that, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I remember once I got saved, and when I say saved, I'm a Christian, so I believe that I'm saved by the wrath of God through the blood of Jesus Christ, uh, through his, uh, through his crucifixion on the cross. That's what I believe. And, and, and so, uh, I started listening and uh, to different things, and I started reading different things. and And believe it or not, one of the things that I started listening to uh, with my daughter were these series called uh, "Adventures in Odyssey" by Focus on the Family. And I would uh, we I would pick her up from school. I had a little I, I recall a little convertible at the time. Believe it or not, I'm I'm six one, but I would I had this little Mazda Miata uh, that I would get into and just pop the top. Believe it or not, I mean it was hard to get into, but once you got in, it felt pretty good. And so. And so I would drive and we would listen to these adventures, uh, these adventures in Odyssey. And honestly, I, I got them because I wanted to make sure that somebody that was more experienced would shape my daughter when I knew where I. Excuse me. Where I knew I was weak, where I knew I was weak, where, where, where I knew that I would fall short because of the sadly the man that I was even though God was changing me so I would listen to those and they started changing my heart as well as hers uh, and she texted me late last night because she was going through some things and she was just like dad I'm listening to these adventures in in Odyssey and I'm just like man it's it's they're powerful I, I share that story because I feel the same way about Prager you I say that in all sincerity. I I wanted to make sure that my daughter grew up better than I did. I wanted to make sure that my daughter was a better person than I was. Um, if you want to do the same, especially in the times that we're living in today, I recommend PragerU. I recommend PragerU. Start sharing them with your kids as early as you possibly can uh, because I do believe that we're in the fight for our lives to save this country. The number to call in one a Prager seven seven six one a Prager seven seven six. And I I wasn't really crying either. Sean threw something in my eye. Just so you guys know that. All right, now let me just get onto this, and I'll finish this up. And I want to go back to I want to go to some calls here. Uh, but let's go to Columbus, Ohio. We need a ceasefire in Columbus, Ohio. So Ohio State Capitol is in Columbus. Uh, the uh, Shioto Mile is a collection of parkland with a sizable interactive fountain and paths on both banks of the Shioto River and the city. The COSI Scientific uh, Facility on the Occupied Territories has a theater and an interactive and interactive displays. 203 homicides with a homicide rate uh, with a homicide rate was 22.4 
per 100,000 were recorded there. The next city that I will get to is Houston, Texas, and then I will take your call. So I would say before the left issues this 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 notion that Israel should cease firing on Hamas, people that literally raped and slaughtered and still have hostages, still have Israeli hostages, they they should stop firing upon them. Now, I'm sorry, the people the Gazans voted for Hamas and and what is what does the left say? What did Barack Obama say? Elections have consequences. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. If you're living in a war zone, you voted for Hamas. Elections have consequences. Carl Jackson in for Dennis Prager. We'll be back. All right. Welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. Uh, the number to call into the program is 1-8-Prager-776. 1-877-243-7776. As well as the number to call into the program, guys. All right, let's take a call here um, real quick. Oh, actually, right before the call, we'll go to Tom and Glendora. But just let me let me read this. Uh, another place where we need a ceasefire at our Democrats need to uh, demand a ceasefire is in Houston, Texas. Uh, the city of Houston is the largest in Texas and extends all the way to Galveston Bay. It has strong ties to the space attraction. Uh, Houston, which is a seaside tourist center located within the NASA complex that is responsible for astronaut training and flight control. Houston has a murder rate of 20.3 of 100,000 inhabitants. The downtown area of the city is not very large, but it does contain a number of distinct neighborhoods, such as uh, the uh, the theater district, which is home to the world-famous Houston Grand Opera, the historic uh, district, uh, which features buildings from the 19th century as well as upmarket eateries. So anyway, uh, Houston, our Democrat Party, uh, you should demand a ceasefire in all of the cities uh, that you run that I've just mentioned. Uh, let's do this. Let's go to the lines. Tom has been waiting patiently. Tom is in Glendora, California. Tom, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. You've got the mic. Hey, thank you so much, Carl. I was very happy to hear about your uh, bald head. You and I are chrome dome <laughs> brothers. Bald and beautiful, baby. I <laughs> <laughs> appreciate it. You know, what you're saying is so frighteningly true. We need ceasefires on so many things you can't count them. And the main one is a ceasefire on the, the assault on God in American life done by the devil-driven Democrat Marxists, the ceasefire on killing unborn babies, the ceasefire on evil transsexual mutilations, the ceasefire of the anti-USA agenda, the ceasefire on hate uh, against Israel. It just goes on and on ad infinitum. What we need, Carl, is the new MAGA. We have MAGA number one, wonderful, make America great again. But MAGA number two, I think we all, especially as courageous Christian crusaders, need MAGA number two. Make America godly again and save the greatest nation that God ever put on this earth. Amen. Amen to that, Tom. I totally agree with you. Um, unfortunately, I do believe that to make America uh, godly again, we're going to have to go through some things. And I, I do believe, uh, and this isn't me trying to be hyperbolic. This isn't me trying to get hits. Uh, this is me just being real with you. I'm not going to blow smoke up your butt. I think that uh, 
I think that next year we're going to we're, we're going to experience some tough times. We already are. Uh, the economy isn't what it was. Uh, first time home buyers are being priced out of markets. You have people that would like to move. They can't afford to move, move up. They can't afford to move up. You can't even afford to move down in housing <laughs> in some instances with uh, interest rates. Uh, at uh, 8% on houses and stuff like that right now. It is literally the left that are pricing people out of the American dream, and all of their cronies are at it as well. Uh, we have this invasion that is occurring on the border yet again. I'll get into that. It's absolutely, absolutely insane uh, what we are witnessing. Having said that, do we have enough time? I don't think we have enough time right now to play this audio of Vice President Kamala Harris Um spewing this nonsense about Islamophobia. And and this is a tactic that I want you on you guys to understand. This is what the left does. And I'll get into this. There was a fabulous column uh from uh John Daniel Davidson uh from the Federalist. But this is this is this is the modus operandi of the left. And and, and basically what they're admitting and, and we'll dive deeper into this. By the way, the number to call in one eight Prager seven seven six one eight Prager seven seven six or one eight seven seven two four three seventy seven seventy six. Uh but what the left does, the modus operandi is okay, you always want to distract from what you're doing. Frankly, I'll get into some Biden corruption. Uh, you, you guys, there's been so much corruption that has been revealed uh, uh, in the media, at least the conservative media, about the Biden crime family in the last week. It has been unreal, but we haven't heard much about it. I'm going to share uh, some of that news with you because it's a distraction. The reason why they're persecuting Donald Trump. A lot of people think that it's just for policy. And I get that. I understand why you would say that or why we would say that as Republicans and conservatives. I don't think it's just about policy. As a matter of fact, I know it isn't just about policy. I think a lot of it has to do with covering the crimes up of Joe Biden and all of the people that knew about it. And they're afraid that if uh, Trump were to get in, uh, that uh, that perhaps a lot of these people would end up in jail. So what do they do? They project what they're doing on to their enemy and and make no doubt about it i don't use that word lightly i want you to understand that the left views you if you love america you love the united states you love the bill of rights you have to understand that the left views you as an enemy that's who they believe you are guys we're in a war not just against the left and i'm not i'm not trying to sound crazy here but we're in a war to save this country against a radical left that literally wants to destroy it. I'll get into some more detail after the break. Take your calls as well. This is Carl Jackson in for Dennis Prager. All right, welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. I'm your guest host, Carl Jackson, sitting in for Dennis Prager. Uh, By the way, uh, if you are interested, I would ask that you follow me on social media at the Carl Jackson Show is where you can find me. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, True Social Getter, wherever I am on social media at the Carl Jackson Show is where you can find me. Please also subscribe to my podcast, the Carl Jackson Show, wherever you go to get your podcast. All right, let's take uh, let's take a call here. Let's go to Fred. Fred is in San San Francisco. Fred, welcome to uh, the Dennis Prager Show. You've got the mic. Yeah, I'm here because of uh, child custody. Uh, Anyway, I'm ex-military. I'm a big fan of you and Dennis. Two things I want to mention. Uh, One is a great essay by the great playwright David Mamay. Why, why I'm Jewish, why Jewish people need to switch the Republican Party and vote MAGA and that Trump was the greatest president for Israel and for Jewish people in America. 
Uh, that's the first point I want to make. All your readers who are Jewish, listeners who are Jewish should read that. It's a great essay, uh, David Mamet, great, brave guy. Uh, and the second thing I want to mention is China came out and condemned Israel in the U.N. President Xi and his, uh, his uh, foreign minister are with Hamas, and yet they have one, one million Muslim uh, Uyghurs in prison, in concentration camp, because they set off some bombs. Obviously, what went on in Israel is a million times worse. The hypocrisy of it and the fact that the mainstream media, our governor didn't mention it to him. You know, I don't see these uh, 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 protesters uh, protesting China having one million people in concentration camps for less, you know, for, for nothing like the horrendous massacre that occurred. And, and Brett, let me let me say this. It, it's it's not hypocrisy. The, the left doesn't care. I, I mean, yeah. think, consider. Consider John Kerry, this climate change, man-made climate change stuff, working yes, right. with right. working with China. Uh, the uh, someone asked him, a reporter asked him a question uh, right in the audience, and and basically it was just like, ah, uh, well, you know, we've got bigger fish to fry uh, than the than the Uyghurs uh, that are being slaughtered uh, by by China. Uh, these people don't care. This is a the Demo- and thank you for the call, Fred. The Democrat Party is a death cult for. I don't under I don't understand how they have the audacity. Literally, how do they have the audacity to talk about mass shootings? Or these are baby killers. I know conservatives are uncomfortable. Oh my God, we can't we can't talk about abortion. Let me tell you something, fool. If you don't care for a baby, who the hell else are you going to care for? We all have been, we've been around babies. You can, you can watch buff dudes around babies. Big old buff dudes. UFC fighters, they get around. Oh, look at that cute. That's how babies make people react. Not the left. People that don't care for babies won't give a damn about you. And Republicans are too scared to say it. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. I'm your guest host, Carl Jackson, sitting in for Dennis Prager. The number to call into the program if you'd like to be a part of the show is 1-8-Prager-776-1877-243-7776. Good music, Mr. McConnell. All right, now, welcome back to the show. Again, the number to call in, 1-8-Prager-776-1-8-Prager-776. Prager We're trying to get EJ Antoni on from the Heritage Foundation. We'll let you guys know. Uh, if that does occur, um, also, I'm going to be sharing some news for those of you. I'm in uh, Florida, specifically Orlando, Florida. I'm going to be sharing with you some races uh, that are coming up, some election races, political races uh, that are coming up uh, that you need to go out and uh, out and vote for. Uh, so uh, anyway, so I'll share those races with you uh, shortly here. All right. Now, again, welcome back to the program. All right, so we have this pro-Hamas left. I want I want you guys to hear this audio clip of the vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris. This is uh, Sean McConnell's ex-girlfriend. Didn't work out. I think Sean, you made out okay uh, with 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 her. So I want you guys to hear this or watch this video uh, on the Salem News Channel. You can check it out. Uh, I want you to understand who the left is. I want you to understand who their constituency is. They're trying to play it on both sides. They're trying to play this Israel-Hamas thing 
and and cater to their constituency at the same token. See, here, here's what the left understands. It, it, this is where religious people, you cannot be weak-kneed anymore. You cannot be weak-kneed. Your faith needs to, uh, faith without works is absolutely dead. I know a lot of people think that God called Christians to be wimps. He absolutely did not. This man went to the cross and suffered greatly. Why you would have that impression, I have no idea why. You have to understand that the left hates you. And one of the biggest threats are those that have sincere convictions. It's one of the reasons I don't even know how Mike Johnson is going to do as a speaker. I hear people on both the right and the left opining about the guy. He's a believer. Uh, he uh, he seems to be a man of conviction. He was a lawyer for uh, lawyer for ADF. He was a talk radio host. I, I believe those give people a little more conviction, right? This guy is fighting for religious liberty. Talk radio host, a conservative talk radio host. So this is a guy of conviction. Doesn't mean that he's going to be a great speaker. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see. I do believe that November seventeenth uh, is a day that we'll see that. It doesn't appear that they're headed towards a shutdown, but he is trying to get uh, some type of. Uh, uh, spending, at least when it comes to Israel, whether or not you agree with that uh, is is besides the point. It, at least for now, I, I, I'm not taking any calls on that. That isn't that isn't my that isn't my issue. Um, but he's trying to get some concessions when it comes to uh, uh, to Israel. Listen, we're going to cut out uh, we're going to cut out the uh, uh, some IRS spending. Uh, and we're going to give and we're going to give money to uh, to Israel. Let me let me tell you the irony of this. This is this. It, it's actually brilliant in 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 this sense. Why would he why would they pick the IRS besides uh, they don't want uh, they don't want the IRS stealing your tax uh, their your tax money? Why would they pick the IRS to cut from? Think about this. I, I think they did this intentionally. And it's pretty funny when you stop and think about it. The IRS, many of them, the new hires that the Republicans didn't do anything about, uh, but now apparently they are. All right. So now what Mike Johnson and the Republican House wants to do is essentially cut the budget from the IRS about 14 over 14 billion dollars that they'd like to send to Israel. Again, I don't want calls on that. Really don't. Whatever. All right. Uh, so 14 billion dollars. Uh, that'll be uh, sent to Israel. They want to offset with cutting the IRS. They also want that the the, uh, the Israeli funding and a separate bill from the Ukraine funding. Think about this: IRS Israel, IRS Israel. What's the connection, Carl? What the heck are you talking about, guys? Sit here and think about this. Why did the deep state try to grow the IRS to go after you and I? They went after the J6ers, the so-called domestic terrorists. And here you have a Republican leader that says, we're going to send money so Israel can kill the real terrorists. I think he did that on purpose. If he did, it's pretty freaking clever. Um, If he didn't, I'm pretty brilliant. Uh, Either way, it's a win-win. Let's be honest. All right, the number to call in, 1-8-Prager-776, 1-8-Prager-776, or 1-877-243-7776 is the number to call in. But first, we're going to go to Sean's girlfriend. This is our ex-girlfriend. I'm sorry, she's married now, Sean, but you did the right thing. All right, so let's listen to the vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris. Our nation was founded on the fundamental principle that all people should have the freedom to live, to worship, and to be 
without fear of violence or persecution. Every person has the right to live safe from violence, hate, and bigotry. And for those reasons and so many more, President Joe Biden and I have a duty, not only to keep the people of our nation this lady safe, is horrible. but to condemn unequivocally and forcefully all forms of hate. Since we took office, President Biden and I have fought to uphold that duty. Over the past decade, America has seen a rise in attacks on houses of worship. So in response, we expanded funding to protect houses of worship from violence. After a surge in hate during the pandemic, in particular anti-Asian hate, President Biden signed the COVID-19 Hate Crimes Act to improve the reporting of hate crimes and to ensure hate crimes are investigated quickly and thoroughly. Earlier this year, in response to an historic rise in anti-Semitic attacks, we also released the first national strategy to counter anti-Semitism. And to make clear, taking on hate is a national priority. President Biden and I held the first White House summit to address hate-fueled violence, and we brought together religious leaders, community leaders, and survivors to continue our work to keep all Americans safe. And today, we take another important step forward in our fight against hate. For years, Muslims in America and those perceived to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate number of hate-fueled attacks. As a result of the Hamas terrorist attack in Israel and the humanitarian crisis in Gaza, we have seen an uptick in anti-Palestinian, anti-Arab, anti-Semitic, and Islamophobic incidents across America, <laughs> wow. including the brutal attack of a Palestinian-American woman who was Muslim and the killing of her six-year-old son. A senseless act of violence that the Department of Justice is investigating as a hate crime. For so many people in our nation, the past few days okay. and weeks have okay. brought about all too familiar fears. Fears that they will be targeted, profiled, or attacked simply because of who they are, how they worship, or how they look. And so today, I am proud to announce the Biden-Harris administration will develop our nation's first national strategy to counter Islamophobia. This strategy will be a comprehensive and detailed plan to protect Muslims and those perceived to be Muslim from hate, bigotry, and violence, and to address the concern that some government policies may discriminate against Muslims. For example, the so-called Muslim ban which President Biden revoked on our first day in office. So here's the bottom line. In America, no one should be made to fight hate alone. Wow. It is fitting that she's wearing a brown suit because that chick is full of crap. Uh, that is unfreaking believable. Uh, I'll get into this uh, shortly, but first we have EJ, uh, EJ and Tony of the Heritage Foundation coming up next, and then we'll take your calls after that. Carl Jackson in for Dennis Prager. All right, welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. I'm your guest host, Carl Jackson. 
uh, sitting in for Dennis Prager. I have EJ and Tony with me of the Heritage Foundation. Uh, guys, you are going to love uh, love him here. We uh, There's a couple of articles that he's written uh, he'll be able to talk to you about, but for Fox Business. Uh, one is Treasury just dropped a financial bomb, but Bidenomics means the worst is yet to come. Also, the fuse on America's debt bomb uh, just got shorter. That sounds interesting. Callers, listen, don't go anywhere. After EJ is off, I'm going to take your call. So I see you, Andrew, Walter, Tony, Shelley, Nancy, if you want to call into the program, one Prager 776 We'll be talking about some Biden corruption later. We'll talk about the migrant caravan uh, that's headed for the, uh, the U.S. just in time for Thanksgiving. Uh, absolutely amazing. Anyway, let's go to our guest, E.J. Antonio of the Heritage Foundation. Thank you so much for joining us, especially on short notice, man. I appreciate it. Carl, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And I, I, I have to tell the people, you got to watch Salem News Channel. You got to look at how dapper this guy is. I, EJ, I, I just know you and I already want to take financial advice from you. This is insane just based upon how you're dressed. So uh, you look good. You look the part. All right, EJ, let, let's let's start here because I was going to talk about this a little later in the show. I may as well get to it now. Uh, the UAW strike. I am here's here's what i'm here's what i'm predicting uh ej you you tell me if i'm wrong uh, after this uaw strike especially if they uh, they get their demand where they get this what is it called a two-tiered pay system or something to that effect uh then i think america's big three are going to be toyota nissan and honda uh you you tell me where uh where i'm wrong here well, Carl, this is the problem with the thinking that, that you can somehow get a free lunch, but that doesn't exist in the world of economics. So every time that the labor union goes to the automakers and demands higher pay, what ends up happening is you see a higher price for the car that's being made because all of those labor costs, just like the cost of the steel and the rubber and the electronics and everything else that go into a vehicle, all of those costs have to be passed on to the end user. That's you and I when we go to buy a car. And so because those cars are going to have to sell for a higher price, fewer people are going to buy them, which means you have more people uh, shopping at Toyota, as you mentioned. And now what happens? Well, Ford, GM, they're going to hire fewer people because they have less need for labor because they're producing fewer cars. You know, EJ, this this is it, it's insane to me that this is where this these demands have led for the uh, UAW workers. And I I got to tell you, from the onset, I was sitting there listening to some of the demands when they first started off and they started talking about EVs. I'm not a fan of EVs. If you if people love them, listen, that's, you know, all, God bless you. Uh, but I'm not a am not a fan of EVs. I don't like subsidizing EVs. I don't like the uh, the the. Uh, the notion that somehow they're safer for the environment when that could not be uh, when that could not be further from the truth. But I sat there and I thought, listen, if these guys are saying, listen, these EVs, uh, all we're doing is creating manufacturing jobs for China, and uh, but we're hurting jobs here. Um, I was like, oh, okay, okay, but but it's not that. It became all about it became all about the unions and and I'm looking at this guy that's running I forget the name of this gentleman uh the 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 head uh UAW guy and I'm listening to all of these demands and I'm like this is this is common sense I mean these cars are going to get so expensive people are going to get priced out of the market just like housing it, it does the union not care 
uh, I mean, do they just want their stuff and, 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 and go? I don't get it. I really don't get it. Well, Carl, I, I think we have to remember that union leadership, while we often assume that they are in it for union members, that's not the case. Union leadership, they're people just like everyone else, and they are in it for themselves. And so they are always going to do what is best for themselves, not necessarily what is best for their members, which is why it's so incumbent upon union membership to vote for someone who is like-minded as opposed to what we have today, which are essentially uh, ideologues, Democrat uh, ideologues leading organizations like the UAW. And so they are more than happy to push for things like EVs, which actually require fewer man hours to assemble than their conventional gasoline and diesel powered counterparts. And so every time the UAW gets behind one of these uh, pushes from the Biden administration, these different regulatory mandates, which essentially force automakers to increase EV production because it is literally the only way to meet different uh, uh, environmental standards, especially uh, emissions regulations, what happens? The UAW uh, ends up losing membership because people get fired because they just simply don't need as many UAW workers to put together an EV as we do again for their conventional gas or diesel powered counterpart. And yes, that is absolutely working directly against their membership. But that is, uh, I, I, don't, I don't want to say it's their goal, but that is what is in their own best self-interest. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's sad because, it, it, listen, I, I, I love American cars. I love the classics. I'm not a big fan of the newer models, to be uh, to be frank uh, with you. But I, I'm just like, man, we, we are just going to continue to lose and I feel like all of these left-wing entities, these groups, whether it's unions, Black Lives Matter, I, they're just destroying the country. Uh, that is my opinion. All right. And now, EJ, you have this column that was on Fox Business. The Treasury just uh, just dropped a financial bomb, but Bidenomics means the worst is yet to come. Now, Biden, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris has been saying, they've been saying, listen, Bidenomics is working, uh, but we have up the wazoo inflation. We have 8% mortgage rates right now. Where is Bidenomics working, EJ? Well, it's working in the sense that it is working to impoverish uh, the working class. It is transferring money uh, away from from lower and middle income folks and and to the the Democrat donor class, essentially, and most especially to the government. You know, we often forget that inflation is is a tax. It's a hidden tax. Congress doesn't necessarily vote on it. The president doesn't sign it, but it is still a tax because it is a transfer of wealth from you to the government. And frankly, I, I can't think of a better definition of a tax than that. And so every time we have another round of government spending, borrowing and printing money, we get more inflation and we get more wealth transferred, again, out of the pockets of working people and to the government, which it then turns around and, and gives out essentially to its donors. And that's exactly what we've seen under Joe Biden. And as long as we continue down this path of the government overspending and overregulating, we can expect that to continue. Do you think that the college campuses and perhaps high school campuses are intentionally not teaching kids how to handle money, the importance of uh, civics, the importance of the dollar, so on, et cetera, so they could get away with stuff like this, overspending when it comes to government? 
Well, it's, it's a great question. I suppose the pithy answer is that you'd have to ask them because I, I'm not really sure what they're thinking. But I will say that if I intentionally wanted to create a, an uneducated populace, who, uh, you know, whom I could just simply pull the wool over their eyes, I'm not sure what I would do differently than what Man. the academic establishment has done the last couple of decades. Man, good answer. Uh, EJ, listen, we have to go to a break. If you could stay with us for one more segment, I would really appreciate it. Be my I'm pleasure. Speaking to, I'm speaking to EJ Antoni of the Heritage Foundation. Uh, check out his columns on Fox Business as well. Treasury just dropped a financial bomb, but Bidenomics means the worst is yet to come. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, I'm speaking to... Jay Antoni of the Heritage Foundation. Uh, if you want to know about uh, economics, this is the guy uh, that you want to listen to. EJ, welcome back to the Dennis Prager uh, Prager Show. And uh, listen, he's got a couple of great articles out, guys. If you you can catch them on Fox Business, um, Treasury just dropped a financial bomb, but Bidenomics means the worst is yet to come. And also, the fuse on America's debt bomb uh, just got shorter. What do, you, what do you mean by that, EJ? The fuse on America's debt bomb just got shorter. Well, Carl, we, we are getting ourselves into a very, very bad place financially, and we are hurtling towards a credit event right now. You know, in the last fiscal year, we had to borrow $1.7 trillion. And it was actually even larger than that, but basically because of an accounting gimmick with student loan forgiveness, uh, it came in at 1.7. But again, it was really more than that. We are going to borrow in the next six months, the first six months of this current fiscal year, $1.6 trillion. In other words, almost all of what we borrowed in the entire last fiscal year, we're going to borrow now in just six months. We're going to end up borrowing probably more than $3 trillion wow. in this current fiscal year. Now, this is all happening in an environment of, of elevated interest rates. Historically, 5% interest rates are not that high, but compared to what the Treasury Department has gotten used to over the last couple of decades, which is essentially 0% interest rates, it, it, this is going to be a, an absolute catastrophe in terms of federal finance. We already have interest on the debt at an annualized rate of $1 trillion. It has eclipsed all but two line items in the monthly uh, uh, Treasury report, those would be the Social Security Administration and the Department of Health and Human wow. Services. So we are spending right now more on interest than all of our military expenditures uh, in, in the defense budget, for example. Th this is getting seriously out of hand and very, very quickly. And the problem is that as we continue to roll over debt, meaning we don't actually pay off any of our debt, we just simply issue new debt to pay off the old debt plus the interest. 
As we continue doing that, we are taking debt that was at one or two percent and issuing it at about five percent. So you are going to see the the cost to service the debt just absolutely explode, or I should say continue to explode because it is already rising at one of the fastest paces on record. You know what it reminds me of, EJ, is is when someone gets stuck in, you know, in hard times and they go to one of these like payday lending uh, type places in order to pay off the debt and uh, pay off their debt. But and then they're in debt to this payday lending company and they still owe their original debt and they can never get above water. I feel like that's what the federal government is doing to us. And you uh, you say in your column here, I'm reading from, again, this is from Fox Business, Treasury just dropped a financial bomb, but Bidenomics means the worst is yet to come. Uh, basically, we could curtail this disaster, this deficit spending, if we simply return to pre-pandemic spending levels. But there doesn't seem to be an appetite to do it. But I got to tell you, EJ, even before the pandemic, I feel like there hasn't been much of an appetite to stop the spending in Washington at all. Carl, you're absolutely correct. This is not simply a problem that was created by Joe Biden. Now, has he made the problem a lot worse? Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. That's what the numbers tell us. But this problem certainly predates the Biden administration. We have had just decade after decade of overspending in this country. Really, since the 1990s, Washington, D.C. has essentially given up on the idea of ever balancing a budget. And the result of that is the current fiscal mess that we have today. It's this belief that you can perpetually kick the can down the road. And I suppose while interest rates were, were essentially artificially held near zero, uh, you know, that, that idea had some life to it. That's part of, of the thinking behind modern monetary theory. But it's not realistic. It's not sustainable. And sure enough, it's not where we find ourselves today. EJ, we have just a minute left. Um, the the economy, are, are we in a recession? Are things going to get worse or better in the upcoming year if you had to predict? Well, it certainly feels like we're in a recession right now because you have more than half of Americans in in polls saying that they personally think the economy is in recession because of how much their own finances have deteriorated. But we have to remember the recovery under Joe Biden has been very uneven with lower income Americans doing much worse than people who are in the the upper income brackets. And so it doesn't look like the economy in aggregate, when you account for everyone, is actually contracting yet. But I expect that to change in the beginning of 2024 and for us to be in a recession. Man, good Lord. Uh, Man, I am so appreciative of your time and for your knowledge, EJ. Thank you so much for joining us on the Dennis Prager Show today. Appreciate you, man. Carl, thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right, you take care. All right, we'll be back. We'll take some of your calls. Stay tuned. I'm your guest host, Carl Jackson, sitting in for Dennis Prager. I want to thank Dennis and Sue for trusting me behind their microphone. Lou's got my back right here at AM 950, The Answer. 
Orlando.com, 94.9 FM. Lots of great programming uh, here that you can check out. I want to thank Alan Estrin uh, for giving me another opportunity here. Suzette is on the line, so thank you, Suzette, uh, for filtering through the calls. Callers, if you'll be patient, I'll get to you as quickly as I possibly can. I do want to share some numbers with you. Because we talked with E.J. Antoni of the Heritage Foundation uh, earlier in the last hour. Uh, But there's some numbers that I do want to share that you might not have heard about uh, that people uh, simply because the news have just has just been overwhelming. First off, let me give you this story. And guys, I was telling you what the left does earlier. And what I was telling you is the left will try to distract from what they're doing, although or they'll project onto others what they're doing. You see the persecution of Donald Trump, uh, and and then you get a person like Joe Biden, who is likely, uh, definitely the most corrupt president in modern Amer- American history, and probably all of American history. And I'll get to some of these uh, some of these headlines, but they always try to distract her uh, from what they're what they're actually doing. And they want they don't want to lose their power. They don't want to lose their power. I I mean, they are literally trying to placate. The they're trying to placate their both their Jewish base and their Hamas base, their pro Hamas base. Jewish people, you better leave the Democrat Party. I know many of you are leftists. When Hamas, when Hamas went to that festival in Israel, they didn't ask whether they were killing uh, Muslims, Arabs, Jews. They didn't ask. They didn't care. That is the same way you're seeing this rise of anti. Actually, it's not a rise. It, I, I, I shouldn't even say that. Forgive me. It's not a rise. All you're witnessing is what's been brought to the surface with brainwashing and indoctrination from the left on college institutions and also the importation, if you will, of different worldviews. I'm going to get into the border crisis with this these uh, th- this ban or this caravan of illegal migrants coming to the United States. Just in time for the holidays. But let me just make sure that I share this because this didn't get much attention. This broke the other day. Hat tip to just the news. Archives locates 82,000 pages of Joe Biden's uh, pseudonym emails, possibly dwarfing the Clinton scandal. Have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? They've been trying their best to keep this on the down low. So under legal pressure, the National Archives finally, finally, They've located 82,000 pages of emails that Joe Biden sent or received during his vice presidential tenure on three private pseudonym accounts. I like Robert L. Peters. Uh, That's my favorite. Uh, There's Robert Ware, J.R.B. Ware. A total that potentially dwarfs the amount that landed Hillary Clinton in hot water just a decade ago. This according to a federal court filing that was released on Monday of this week. The total of Biden private email exchanges was disclosed on Monday with little fanfare thanks to a FOIA lawsuit brought against the uh, National Archives by the Southeastern Legal 
uh, Foundation. The foundation brought the lawsuit seeking access to the emails after Just the News had revealed a year ago that Joe Biden had used these three pseudonyms, uh, uh, pseudonyms, I'm sorry, Robin Ware, Robert L. Peters, and J.R.B. Ware to receive um, emails while he was vice president. Personal emails. The status report filed Monday in a federal court in Atlanta was the first to provide an estimate of both the size and scope of possible government business conducted through Joe Biden's private email accounts. Now, remember, you guys might recall Joe Biden, the the UPenn center that they created for Joe Biden. He had documents that he had no business having there illegally. So what did they do? Everybody thinks that, listen, uh, Joe Biden is so concerned about Trump's policies and this and that. And there's some truth to that. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking my uh, fellow conservatives. But had you ever thought that Joe Biden is just so corrupt that what he, what he wanted to do and what the left wanted to do was save their own behinds because this guy is a complete and utter criminal. And part of the fear of a Donald Trump is, oh, my God, will we go to jail? So what we'll do is we'll just send him to jail first. It's not that complicated. By the way, let me make mention. Let me make mention of this. Because I've heard it in X spaces, too. In some polling. Now, granted, we're early in the polling I don't mention a lot of the polling. I think a lot of people get all hyped up about it. I don't believe it because the polling was so, so far off in both 2020 and 2022. Even conservative polling that I trusted, I simply don't believe it. I don't believe that people know how to effectively poll today. I don't believe it. Uh, However, there are trends that I think you can find in polling. And one of the trends that I've been seeing that I think is dangerous is this RFK Jr. trend where running as an independent, a lot of people were saying, oh, man, oh, man, if he runs as an independent, he's going to take a lot from, he's going to take more from the, uh, uh, uh-uh, and uh, uh-uh. Based on the trends, he's taking double the amount of voters away from the GOP. So for all of you that are saying, I want a Trump RFK ticket, first off, it's not going to happen. I encourage you to read uh, RFK's book, or at least some of it, on on uh, the the real Anthony Fauci, where he expresses how much he hates Donald Trump to the core. I'm paraphrasing, but it comes out pretty frequently. He absolutely hates the man. Uh, so if you're thinking of this Trump RFK Jr., uh, let, let's stop playing with fire. All right, can we please stop playing with fire? This guy was on an X space the other night. With Joe Pags, and I think he said it correctly. This guy would be worse than Ross Perot. Were it Trump or were it DeSantis. I think the guy, I love what he's done for vaccines and bringing attention to that. He's a very intelligent guy. But I think he's very dangerous for the right. And I'm starting to wonder, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but this is just very Very convenient, given the fact that a lot of people are still upset, regardless of what you want to believe. You want to sweep it under the rug and pretend like the lockdowns didn't happen. The lockdown started at the federal government. And I do believe that Trump got duped, but there are a lot of people out there and it's sad. But even in the Republican Party want to ignore that fact. 
But I listen to enough people to know there are still enough people upset about that that are like, I still like Trump. He screwed up on this. Maybe he if he got the RFK to redeem himself. Guys, RFK is not joining with the with, with the Donald Trump. What he will do is ruin his campaign. So there should be we should be emphatically clear, emphatically clear. Stay away from RFK. Man, that rhymed. I didn't even I didn't even intend to do that, Sean. That's when you know uh, that you are uh, really gifted by God. All right. So 82,000 pages of Joe Biden pseudonyms where he used a fake name uh, and he conducted personal uh, personal emails. This literally dwarfs Hillary Clinton's email scandals where she had, I think, a total of about 55,000. Yeah, 55,000 hard copy pages. Uh, she uh, deleted 30,000 emails. They were eventually able to recover that. Joe, Joe Biden is at 82,000 pages. He dwarfs the Hillary email scandal. All of this stuff is coming out. And you think we were talking about EJ Antony, you really think they care about your finances? I got another headline. Before I get to guns and before I get to the border and callers, I'll take your calls as well. You want to stay on the number to call in 1-8-Prager-776, 1-8-Prager-776. Listen to this headline. This from Zero Hedge. I want to get into this a little bit. Limousine liberals, many dim tax policies that, quote, fight inequality actually help the left's wealthy voter base. These people lie to you. They claim <laughs> they claim that they stand for you. They stand by Israel. All the while, they placate to their pro-Hamas base. Why? Because they believe you're weak. If you're Jewish, let me just let me just be real with you, all right? Let's talk real. We're all adults here. They think you're weak. And they don't they they know, sadly, that if you're a person of faith in the United States, the vast majority of time, you're weak and you're passive. And they can get away with bullying you, and you'll still vote for them. All right, welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. I'm your guest host, Carl Jackson, sitting in for Dennis Prager. Please follow me on all things social media at The Carl Jackson Show. Also, subscribe to my podcast. The Carl Jackson Show, wherever you go to get uh, your podcast. Guys, I want to remind you to check out uh, Dennis's website, DennisPrager.com. That is the show's website, and he releases his articles every Tuesday, so you can check them out there. All things Dennis Prager you can find at DennisPrager.com. If you want to check out the show uninterrupted, however, go to PragerTopia.com. That is PragerTopia.com, where you can listen to a dentist, listen to his wisdom uninterrupted, all right? And then also PragerU.com, five-minute videos that are changing the world. Again, PragerU.com, make sure that you check that out. So you guys are hurting, right? You guys are hurting the economy. Uh, You heard EJ Antony in the last hour, $1.7 trillion dollars in deficit spending, and we're set to spend even more uh, or about as much in about half the amount of time. We keep borrowing so much money. All we're doing is we're not even paying down. Uh, we're not even paying down the debt. Uh, it doesn't even look like we'll touch the debt. We're, we're, we're paying interest. We're paying interest, and we're not even paying that down because we keep borrowing. It is absolutely insane. So you're hurting. This is what you have to understand about the left. It's absolutely amazing. The more that I think about this, the the left, 
Oh man, I just lost my train of thinking. Uh, the the left, the left in 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 order to win, they have to satisfy their base and all of their base, all of their groups destroy the country. If they satisfy all of them, they destroy the country. I, you you think about that. They got to satisfy the D, the DEI, the CRT crowd. They got to satisfy the UAW crowd which is going to destroy manufacturing. You heard in the last hour, it's going to destroy car manufacturing. I'm telling you, the big three, Toyota, Honda, uh, uh, Toyota, Honda, and Nissan, that's going to be the big three. But they want to placate their base. They bought off these corporations. Remember, they got the bailouts, you know, uh, uh, GM and Ford. They all got these bailouts back in the day, and they're just going along to get along. They're destroying they're destroying their companies as well, keeping up with this EV nonsense. The union gets upset because this EV nonsense causes uh, causes them to lose jobs. And then they go on strike. They make these unrealistic demands. Hey, we want a four-hour work week. We want buku money. We want a tiered pay system where it doesn't matter what level you're on. Uh, you know, you come to the company, you get paid this much. That is going to totally disincentivize good workers. It's insane. But the left has got to placate them. They're worried about the most vocal uh, the most vocal part of their base, which apparently are anti-Semitic and pro-Hamas. They've got to placate them. So you have uh, Kamala Harris that comes out and she does an anti-Islamophobia uh, video as if anybody is concerned about that. Let me ask you a question. Let's be real. Let's be real. Let's go ahead and stir the pot. May as well. Uh, you step onto an airplane and what is, uh, uh, forgive me, uh, uh, you, you, you see somebody wearing a uh, a cross, a man wearing a cross. You see a man step onto the airplane, and he's dressed kind of in the orthodox uh, Jewish garb, you know, with the, uh, what is it, uh, the, uh, good Lord, why does it escape me, Sean, help me out, uh, with the yarmulke, thank you. Um, and then you see a dude from the Middle East, looks Muslim. He steps into the plane, dressed like what you would think, a Muslim in a uh, Arab in a particular region. And listen, I'm not trying to be prejudiced. I'm just being real. Which one are you afraid of? Let's be real. That's what the left understands. That's what the left understands. Guys, I'm, I'm telling you, I think this guy, John Daniel Davidson of the Federalist, got it right. The pro-Hamas left is warming up for real violence heading into 2022. They're telling you, you better get in line. They're telling you when they come out with an anti-Islamophobia video while people are getting beat up on college campuses, trapped inside of libraries, people getting slaughtered in Israel. They're telling you who they're going to stand with. And they're telling you, if you don't stand, uh, we've got our new Antifa. We've got our new BLM. If you're Jewish, any faith on the left, it's time for you to make a decision. You cannot stand with God and stand with the Democrat Party. You cannot. Am I saying, oh, Carl, are you saying that the Republican Party is the Christian Party? That No, no. Uh, but I'm saying they're not destroying the freaking country. And I'm saying they don't hate you. Yes, they're weak. 
All right, give you that. Check. All right. But they're not trying to destroy the country. They don't hate you. The left hates you. And you vote for them. It's why I refuse as a black man to vote for the Democrat Party. Because I know the Democrat Party hates me. Simple. It's simple. If they loved me, they would not offer or lift up things like the, you know, the war on poverty and all of that kind of stuff. They don't. They need a perpetual underclass. If they loved the black community, they would not have open borders where they know a lot of people in the hood are going to be affected when these illegal aliens take low income jobs. I know they hate me. I know they hate my community. When they're willing to lie to you about about slavery, when they're willing to lie to you because they think you're dumb as hell about the Civil Rights Act and say, oh, wait a minute, there was a big switch. When all you have to do is open up a freaking history book and read that there was never a big switch. The Republican Party didn't take back the House until 1994. That's because they think you're dumb as hell because you have black skin. So I will never vote for the Democrat Party because I know they hate me. And now, Jewish people, the Democrat Party hates you. And I'm sorry if you continue to vote for them. You're stupid. I don't know how else to say it. They're not hurting. These people are not hurting. You're hurting. Your finances are hurting. You're being tormented in the street. Not them. Not them. Here's another group. Hat tip. Uh, Zero hedge. Not a crisis. It's an invasion. Massive migrant caravan prepares to storm the U.S. border uh, while everyone is laser focused on World War Three threats across uh, the Middle East. President Biden's water crisis is only worsening as a new immigrant caravan deported from South Mexico on Monday and is headed north to the U.S. southern border. He's got a this is his new constituency. You get it. See, they don't the left. They don't produce babies. They kill babies. That's how they roll. Right. Uh, They 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 mutilate little boys. They mutilate little girls. They're not going to reproduce. So the only way they can reproduce is by indoctrinating people on college campuses or bringing in illegal aliens to take your place. The left hates you. And in order to satisfy their base, any part of their base, they have to destroy the country. It's really amazing how it works. Carl Jackson and for Dennis Prager. We'll be back. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.